Hi, this is Brian Martin. And this is Jennifer Martin. And welcome to Real Estate Love, where we have a passion and a desire to strengthen the home and build business. And when I say build business, what I really mean is to build wealth. Our program is dedicated towards real estate agents and our affiliates and those who are helping us um, build our business. And we are bringing you information and ideas that will help you get started. That would be fantastic. Yes. So today we want to talk about some uh, miscellaneous ideas around the, the idea of competence and confidence and how that plays out in two ways. In the way that you present yourself to your clients and the way that you negotiate your contracts. Oh, I think that's a great topic for today, Brian. Let's talk about negotiating contracts to begin with because I think that it's um, um, most people... Um, uh, could benefit by understanding that using the contract is like playing a chess game. It absolutely is. You know, I oftentimes tell the clients and the agents that I work with that um, it is like playing a chess game, and it's a high-stake game, meaning that the client comes in with two, three, four, five, a million dollars to invest in this game. And they, they find themselves an expert to sit beside them and not make the decisions for them, but tell them what moves to make and to give them options. Well, if you move here, this could happen. And if you do this, this could happen. All in the contract. And so it's really important for agents to understand that we are the expert in our contract and that our job is to create options and give buyers and sellers the knowledge to make the decisions they need to make to move the game forward. All right, well now, you've been in this business for 30 years or more, and so you've had a lot of time to develop your contract skills. And in, um, in some circles, it might be said that you have unconscious competence uh, about the contract. That is, it has been so internalized into you, it just kind of flows out, out of you naturally. And then a lot of the people who are, are listeners uh, have only been agents for uh, less than a year. And they haven't had the opportunity to develop that unconscious competence uh, surrounding the contract strategy. Well, and you know, Brian, that's why I spend an hour every week in contract strategy class that we offer at Keller Williams and that anyone can come to um, because I want to share the knowledge that I have and hopefully help people learn much faster than I did. So when a client is, um, when, when a, an agent is sitting next to a client and reviewing the contract, what are the things that uh, a newer agent can do to present himself as being competent and, and in in strategizing their negotiations? Well, I think the very first thing is they have to have read the contract. <laughs> That's just the bottom line is having read the contract. Well, that would, that would yeah. be a good step. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's not like reading uh, the tax code. No, it really isn't. And the thing that I tell agents is there's a couple things you want to look for, first of all. The very first time you read through uh, that purchase contract, and I, I really train on the purchase contract because I believe that if you understand the purchase contract, you'll understand all of the other 
forms and contracts that go with it, um, or at least have that basic beginning understanding. And so on the purchase contract, I suggest that every agent go through and highlight any time or any place where there is a reference to time, a date, even at the top of the page where it says date prepared, um, where it says upon acceptance, three days after, uh, within seven days, prior to, all of those are time stamps. And really what that contract is, is a timeline. Most agents don't realize that. And so if you go through and you highlight every place where it has a reference to a time, you will see that there's close to a hundred different places. Maybe even more. So people have counted a lot more than even a hundred. Where a time reference uh, is made mention. Yeah. That's and a really great exercise. It really is. That's a beginning exercise. The next thing is to go through with a whole different color highlighter and highlight things you don't understand. And then go to someone who, like myself, has worked in the market, who loves the contract, and who appreciates what it does for our clients and ask questions. I, I tell new um, agents all the time, Highlight what you don't know and come and talk to me. Excellent. All right. And then another strategy is that most MLSs have uh, courses to teach um, an agents the contract. And it probably wouldn't be a bad idea for even veteran agents to go and sit through that course again to pick up ideas because the form's always changing. The form is always changing. And as people, we're always in different places to learn. So what I learned last year and understood, I may have a deeper understanding this year and learn something more. So I build on it. So people who say to me, well, I went to that class once. Well, you're not the same person today. Why not go again and learn more? That's a great idea. All right, so those are natural ways that a person can learn competence in dealing with the strategies of the uh, the contract. What about competence in dealing with clients face to face? You know, I think the the biggest thing that I would love to impart to agents is don't be defensive. There, this is about the client. It has nothing to do with you. Meaning their emotions. This is buying and selling homes is an extremely emotional time and stressful time in most clients' lives. And so to understand where the client is coming from and be able to respond non-defensively is a big asset. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I think is that uh, agents need to do is to talk less uh, and to listen more. I find when I go out with agents and I'm sitting with them and they're doing presentations, I'm finding that they're saying things that they don't really need to say. And that what needs to happen is they need to stop and listen to what the client is saying and then just simply to respond to those questions. I, I think that's a huge uh, way to present yourself better with your client, just to, to listen and not to talk so much. Well, as Jack Chamberlain used to always say, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. <laughs> Jack, by the way, listener, is Jennifer's father who is the founder of our business and a really great real estate agent and a good man too. So um, when you go, you go and you listen more 
and you talk less and you smile and, and you're, you're friendly and you're non-defensive. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's very, very interesting. I, in fact, I was out on a listing appointment yesterday and I had a great time listening to the client as she was formulating her ideas. And she didn't actually know what to ask and, and she was in a process of doing that. And so I was able to give her minimal encouragers. Tell me more about what you mean by that. And other other ways to help draw out what she was thinking in the process. She had a huge self-discovery moment. You know, people need that. People oftentimes have all of these thoughts running around ramp, rampant in their heads. And they need somebody who will listen and help draw out those thoughts to bring clarity. Yeah. Great job. Yeah, that's Great right. job. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Good job. So um, there's, there's other things that we can do also to make our clients more comfortable and for us to feel, feel more comfortable as well. And that is to make sure that we have done our homework when we're working with our client. If, we get, if you're working with a buyer, you need to uh, find out as much information as you can actually before you meet the buyer. And then when you're actually meeting with the buyer and conducting your initial interview, your consultation, draw out as, as much information as you can possibly get from your buyer. It's so important to know what their needs are, what their wants are, and what their desires are, and to be asking questions about that and really listening to why do they need whatever they need and what is it that their dream is? I heard an urgency with my client last week in, in her voice and in her text messages. You know, we need to get this done by this date, this date. And so I was trying to figure out what the urgency was all about. And then finally, as I was listening, I discovered that she was concerned that her loan lock was going to expire. Oh. And she hadn't conveyed that to me. She never said anything about her loan lock or any concern that she had. But she had this urgency about her, and I had to listen and find out what that was. So um, that's just an extremely important part of what's going on, is understanding what's driving the client at any particular time. That will help create a tremendous amount of confidence and competence in you as well. I think so. I think being able to listen and to really be able to um, ask important questions back to the client to find out what their their needs are. Yeah. Hey, we're going to keep it real brief today. We hope that there's been little tidbits that you've been able to extract from our conversation today about how you can be more confident and competent in dealing with your client in both the contract and in your personal encounters with them. And I'm Brian Martin. And I'm Jennifer Martin. And this is Real Estate Love. And it is our supreme desire that you will strengthen your home and build your business, which is building your wealth. Until next time, take care. Bye-bye.